You're listening to Vanguard Radio. You 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 remember uh, George Bush the first, uh, Alex? Yes, I do. Yeah. You were still kind of a conservative in those days, weren't you? I know I was. What was that ninety ninety one? Uh, See, ninety two was his last year. I was busy with plenty of stuff back then. Yeah. So what's happening in your end, Alex? Oh, not too much, not too much. Um, yeah, I heard what you said about the Super Bowl. One one thing I noticed uh, is that uh, Dungy said, it's funny how they always they interview him right after the game, and they usually say something about God, and uh, the, just you, you watch the uh, the network, the reporters or the network people, they can't stand that because they don't like Christians. And They like Disneyland, though. Yeah, that's true. But one one thing that Dungy said was that it mattered more being a Christian coach than a black coach. He said it as kind of a throwaway, but it was very interesting. And uh, that's the kind of thing they don't pick up on, they don't like. But let me say one thing. If you're drinking any kind of a Coke product, you are supporting a company that is completely anti-white. Completely. I mean, I think they ran a couple of ads during the Super Bowl, and they're talking about black pride and showing typical Cosby black family as though they're Cosby's and, and uh, I can't say enough to avoid any kind of a Coke product. You're putting money in the pockets of your enemies. And it was so heavy handed and blatant. Yeah, I think that uh, they really, yeah, li- like you said I noticed that same ad for some you know, I think they're better than us. You know, that typical indignant angry chip on the shoulder attitude from the niggers in some new movie coming up about yet another sports team and this is probably the third or fourth one in the last couple of years that's come out. There was one about uh, there was some group of uh, small town Texas niggers that beat Adolph Rupp's Kentucky team. They made a movie out of that. They made a couple of football movies they're basically taking every single minor moment in the so-called civil rights movement and turning it into a full Hollywood production. Whereas the Christians can't get the Jews to put up any money for the greatest story ever told, even when that brings in a billion dollars. So there is media control, and it does have a real effect on our country. And that's the thing that we've emphasized here, and, and that the conservatives in general have such a hard time understanding that that it's not necessarily well. It's not money ultimately that that drives this. It is it, certainly uh, there. Money is along for the ride, but it's political power. Uh, and it, yes, it, yes. The, the drive, it, this is the real mechanism. It's not the mechanism of the market. They, I, I've said this many times that the leftists. There are three schools of media criticism. The right wing school says it's all those darn liberals, and, and that's true, but superficial. The left-wing school blames giant corporations pursuing profit, but I have demonstrated at least a dozen times, giving specific examples of where the media, the mass media, the, the big corporations that own and produce everything you see on TV, have opted to forego profits to pursue a political agenda. And not only have I given those examples, I've cited Jews themselves, such as Ben Stein, who agree with that. And, and yet I have never seen any... Well, to, to say honest leftist is kind of a, you know, it's it's like a <laughs> real world unicorn. Leftists aren't they wouldn't be leftist if they were honest. Uh, but I, but intellectually, they are forced to confront the fact that corporations for for forwent or have decided to forego producing the passion as the best example of all. 
Now, if all they care about is profits, why wouldn't they produce The Passion? Why would they produce one of a half dozen movies talking about Catholics that priests as pederasts? Because they're pursuing an agenda is the only answer, and that is the white school of media criticism, and it, it, it is correct. And it's, it's a, an aspect of the, the, the broader white uh, political movement. It's, it's very important uh, to understand. It helps to understand the world that we have to live in outside of our own as, as seen through TV and radio. And, uh, yeah, they will not... They won't pass up the chance when they got more people watching than any other time to, to nail down the lessons. And the reason, you know, people, you mentioned the reaction. I guess you were at a Super Bowl party or something. But uh, uh, yeah. they, they, you know, as, as millions of Americans prob- probably are, and being good corporate people or whatever, they know that, you know, the niggers go off on that, and we just, we're just supposed to look the other way and not say anything. We've been beaten down. We've been emasculated and humiliated in our own country. And we're, we're, niggers can say and do whatever they want, and we just ignore it. I saw in my inbox today that those kids, those, those niggers who attacked the two white women in, what was it, Long Beach back at uh, Halloween, basically got off with probation. Right? They got off with probation, a whole gang of those little That's exactly right. Nine, this, nine, this, nine niggers. This goes on every day of the year. And... One thing I think is interesting that, that ought to be pursued farther, it, it, talking about sports, is purely the discrimination against whites. And cast football really uh, asserts that they're discriminated against at the so-called skilled positions, such as receiver and running back. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's true, because there are thousands of towns across the U.S., like Kirksville, where you know football's a big deal, and their teams are basically entirely white. And you can't tell me that they can't come up with whites who... Uh, while whites may have a slight genetic disadvantage in jumping, jumping doesn't figure into, into uh, running. It figures a little bit for catching passes. It doesn't figure into running at all. There's plenty of whites who are fast enough, and whites generally have superior mentalities to blacks. And that's why you see, tend to see a lot of whites on, on winning teams anywhere, and they dominate anything that, that really isn't affected by jumping. But uh, that, that's something that needs to be looked into farther. Well, the, the game, too, it, it, I guess I don't, I don't think it's as visible as it is in basketball. But the game, when you when you staff it with seventy percent niggers, it's played in a different manner, even, and it looks oh, different on the field. True. And and uh, and you know, one thing I noticed was the sort of uh, the, the kind of brawling that went on when the ball was fumbled. And you know, in the old days in the NFL in the seventies, you know, I, I mean, I was used to watch with the family quite a bit. Uh, you know, when Cosell was on and those folks, uh, mm-hmm. man, that was a great era for football. Uh, you know, there, there'd be a lot of brutality and you know a lot of a lot of physical uh, violence, uh, but but there wasn't this sort of smacking around, jumping, uh, cr- you know, kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, pulling and and and, and you know uh, uh, antics uh, that you know I, I saw during these fumbles, sure. and uh, and it, it really it really comes out. It's, it's just animal. It's it's really. It, if you watch that film, African Audio, I mean, it's that, it's that sort of behavior that comes out. Yeah, well, that that the racial makeup of the NFL has gone in the 70s. I believe it was mostly white, or at least no worse than 50-50 in the 70s. And then it went to, I don't know, 60 or whatever in the 80s. And now it's probably, I think I heard ESPN say it was like 70. This was, this was ironic, and I wrote some about this. They're talking about how there are six or seven black coaches. I think I said seven, but there may be six, and how... You know, there's still not enough, and they have this Rooney rule where for every coaching vacancy, they must interview a minority. 
and and then they say, and, and you know, well, in the league where 70% of the uh, players are black, you know, there ought to be more coaches. And it's just funny because they, they use the same statistic two different ways. I mean, statistics are used against whites where they would never say whites are 70% of the population. They should have 70% of X. They never, never, ever interpret it that way, but except in the NFL where it benefits blacks. And that's basically your... Uh, your union card to get on TV is to agree to this insane system that privileges niggers and basically turns the U.S. into to a multicultural mess. And that's why that's why everybody you see on TV, I don't care if they're reporting on sports or they're a political commentator, has agreed to do that. Yeah, I will I will lift my leg before the Jews, just like a little itty bitty submissive dog, and I will let them. Uh, in return for a paycheck, I will agree to things that I know are immensely destructive to our country and just flat untrue. And they make endless excuses for niggers. It's just the sa- exact same in sports as in, as in uh, regular politics. You know, sports is, is somewhat like warfare in, in, in some degrees, obviously with less consequences. But uh, a book that I've mentioned before on, on Free Talk Live and, and elsewhere uh, and I think many will be surprised when I say the name of the author, but it, it's uh, it's Victor Hansen, Victor Davis Hansen. He wrote this book called um, Carnage and Culture, and this is before uh, the Iraq stuff. And um, he talked about he, he he didn't say whites, but he said Western armies, and he talked about a number of colonial battles uh, in, in places like South Africa, where uh, very small uh, squadrons or perhaps a battalion of uh, British soldiers in one particular case that was quite noteworthy, uh, held off, uh, you know, uh, with by using uh, strategy and planning and technology, uh, held off uh, hordes of niggers, nigger attacks by, by waves of niggers, uh, uh, and uh, that, that would keep coming all night. And that in some of these battles, the barrels of the Martini Henry rifles they were using were, were about ready to melt down because they'd been fired so much. And, and this is this is the strength of the white man. The strength of the white man is uh, it, there is some physical strength as well, but the strength of the white man is his brains and his innovation. And 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 not only his brains and innovations, but his ability uh, to work in an orderly fashion. And 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 this is how the British and and these other colonial powers took over all of Africa. And, and you know, in that in that movie African Audio, and and you, I heard you talk about it again in that last Free Talk Live w- with Dietrich. Uh, I saw the same thing you did, where these waves of niggers uh, would just pour out of the hills in the <laughs> in the thousands and hunt down these herds of animals and just run them down, wear them down, beat them to death if necessary, and stab them with spears. And you know, the whole thing is terribly inefficient, right? Spear chucking. That's where the name spear chuckers comes from. The epitaph, spear chucker. They're chucking spears, and they, they, what they said in the movie is that they formed a ring with up to 10,000 niggers. Form a ring, and then they all march toward the center, like the way white farmers would, would herd rabbits in Australia. I've seen that also. But, but these niggers are reduced to throwing, like, I don't know what was on the tip of their spear, whether it was iron bound in or whether it was just sharpened wood, but yeah, they're literally chucking spears. You've heard blacks called spear chuckers. Well, that's exactly what they mean, and it's it's fascinating to watch that. It is, 
And I mean, there's so many of them that, you know, you know how fast a gazelle or a springbok is. They're still getting those because they're like, oh, yeah. God, when are these niggers going to end? <laughs> I mean, imagine running for miles and miles and there's niggers chucking spears at you. That's got to be a, a <laughs> scene right. straight out of hell. That's right. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen it. <laughs> like, God damn, I just ran the hundred in five seconds four times in a row and there's still more niggers. It was almost like watching a like an ant because the the film of this was from the air from a helicopter, and it was almost like watching you know like ants emerge out of an ant hill, and uh, and you know these yeah. black ants, and you know they and and you know there's it's only sparsely populated with trees, and you look down through the tree cover and see the, you know all these black figures you know yeah, swarming. Well, you know, Jeff, what, what I said, I'll repeat, is if, if, if they could somehow digitally, you know how they turn things into color, if they could somehow turn all those into normal white-looking creatures, you would immediately see what's going on. They're basically retards. You leave the race out of it. They're just retarded people. That's the best they can come up with, is sharpening a piece of wood. Yeah. And that's why they never developed, just like that Japanese scientist said and took all the crap for. And it's not like it's not self-evident. And what kind of a world we live in, it's like Christian science brought to politics. I mean, you, where, where you can't admit the truth and you have to play along with this horrible charade that niggers are people. And what kind of progress is it where you have to cover up the actual facts and lie about it continually? And everybody, everybody on there, you know, Coke and uh, Jim Nance on CBS or whatever the hell the station was running the Super Bowl. And everybody, we got to have more black quarter. Man, you're celebrating the niggerization of the world. That's insane. Yeah. And everybody knows it. Yeah, I made a f- you know I made a few comments, uh, you know, very softly about this, and you know I'd say like, Good Lord, I can't believe that, you know, during this Super Bowl party I was at, and, and you know I, you know, you know these are these are, you know, kind of middle class, you know, professional people to some degree, and and uh, you know I mean, it was just yeah, utter silence. Corporate and, culture, they're 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 scared. They're they're absolutely scared, but. Because we've been communized. And in, in Soviet Russia, as in America today, you don't say anything because you might lose your job. You might lose your paycheck. We've been beaten down and, and demasculated. I mean, it's so, I ne- effect- it's so effective. I, I never had a dog before, but you get a dog. You get a, you get a little itty-bitty dog, you know, and all, all they can do, uh, the little white dogs, all they can do is submit. If you, if you chase them down, you know, you're having fun and chasing them around. And then if they get scared, they just they will just kind of uh, submit and fall over and lift their leg, and that's the situation of uh, whites in America today. We're, we're we're just allowed. We're not even really allowed to politely remonstrate about things. We're just supposed to shut up. Oh, you know, they're those wonderful niggers, and 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 look at the look at the people that we're encouraged to celebrate. People like Michael Vick, who's basically a herpes spreading uh, criminal. Look at the, uh, the the people on the, what is it, Cincinnati. There's been eight or nine of them arrested. I think they're basically all niggers, too. I mean, it doesn't matter how many millions you pay these, these things a year. They're still criminals. You can't change them. They're spear-chucking criminals. And I guarantee you there's some discrimination and affirmative action going on in sports, and that needs to be looked into. Because oh, hell that, yeah. It, it's, it's just fascinating. It's a oh, fascinating yeah. Area. What, what, I, what I notice is some of the smarter coaches end up actually going with uh, – you know, who do the quarterbacks throw to when they're under stress? They throw to their fucking white tight end. Right, I noticed that too. Because they know that the niggers get all riled out and jumpy. You, you don't think niggers are low IQ? Watch a nigger playing basketball. All you have to do is make one head fake and the nigger jumps. It doesn't matter if it's NBA or college. Niggers cannot keep two things in their mind at once. You cannot train them 
not to act stupidly and waste energy. When you're playing basketball, and I've played all kinds of basketball, not formally, just informally all the time. It's a great game. I love it. But one thing you learn to do is economize your enemy and or your energy and not waste it with movements that you don't need to make. And that way you don't get off balance and you don't get tired. You cannot teach niggers that. The minute they see any kind of a fake, they fucking leap four feet in the air like they're out of a popcorn machine. And that's why they will never completely dominate basketball, and they don't today. And <laughs> that's with you know every kind of possible help and atten- extenuation for their for their horrible stupidity and awful behavior. And you know they call these niggers you know student athletes. They're not fucking students in any sense of the word. They have white girls write all their papers. They got donors giving them money. It's just it's utterly ridiculous. And and you know. I really like sports, and I grew up playing all kinds of sports. I mean, you know, tennis and, and football and basketball and baseball and soccer. I like virtually every sport out there. And, you know, it's just become like a mass nigger worship cult. I and know. It, it's the whole attendant corporate culture that, that sponsors it all. It, that is, uh, uh, it's just part of the exact same thing. Like, the politics you see on TV is really sports politics, and the sports you see on TV is is uh, very politicized, and it's all part of the same entertainment complex that runs this country. And you know, it's a great system if you if you want to uh, if you don't try to fuck with it in certain ways, they'll leave you alone. But if you try to question any real underlying tenet of the system, then they will fuck with you. And that's exactly what we're doing here, because the the end result of all this is just going to be the third world country, and in many ways, we're already there. It's really shocking, isn't it? It's just, you know, and also... It's, it's progressive. It's degree by degree by degree. And you can definitely see that from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s over the course of your and my life. This They're pro- very clear. This propaganda is, you know, uh, the multicultural propaganda is so effective that even in this rather uh, secure setting, uh, you know, there was probably ten people there, uh, we Everyone was white. Uh, mm-hmm. No one would even, you know, kind of like. No one would even kind of like look at someone else in the eye and roll their eyes or anything. You know, everyone. No, was, it's like yeah. what is that like? Like a religious ceremony or something? Yeah. We're all supposed to be very respectful and bow our heads before the holy nigger, folks. These are jungle apes. These are jungle apes that we're not even pretending they are equal. We're pretending they are superior. We have made become jokes of ourselves. By, by, you know, the fool you flatter is the fool you become. You suck the ass of the Jew long enough, you turn into like a mini Jew. We're like, we're supposed to treat the nigger as equal, and the Jew as something superior. And we're, we're to be content with being third class citizens in a country that our people created it. Jews themselves, let alone niggers, never could have created this country. So we, we here at Goyfire, we don't take shit from niggers and Jews. You know, and, and, and we encourage you not to do that either. And part of that means laughing at them. And that is why the word nigger can never be gotten around. It should never be done away with. There's no equality here. Niggers exist, and we acknowledge that when we use the term nigger. And it's that fucking simple. And the people who don't get that are too damn dumb for politics. If you think that calling African Americans and treating them with mutual respect, hey, if they were inclined to respect us, there ain't nothing stopping them. But they're inclined to disrespect us, to laugh and spit in our face, to let people off with probation who physically assault us while throwing our people in jail for decades for some half-meant whispering. I mean, the least you can do is laugh at the system and point out what's actually going on. 
And the, and the most you can do is what Mason's telling you to do. You know? He went in that... I really enjoy this book, CJ. He went into... Um, uh, I, I had heard about this before I read the book, but there was um, the last really big uh, Nazi rally in this country. It was like 1974. He was there, and uh, and they had 100, uh, 100 uniformed Nazis in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, in Euclid Avenue, and mm-hmm. he was writing in, about this and you know how intimidating this was uh, to the authorities and to the niggers, and um, you can even see you could probably even get a taste of that uh, in the NSM rally in in uh, what was at Lansing, Michigan, and I, I was really impressed mm-hmm. with that rally, uh, and you know, there were probably only I don't know how many were there, fifty maybe less, probably less than fifty, maybe fifty. I don't know. I don't re- recall but it, that. It was still pretty impressive, but you know, to get a hundred, you know, I know everyone doesn't quite like the Nazi approach or the uniforms, but you know, when you get a hundred hundred men masked uh, in 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 uniform uh, mar- marching down the street, I mean, uh, you know, Glenn Miller can can certainly testify to that fact, uh, and he had he had he had men like that. Uh, it, yeah. It's quite intimidating. And, uh, and well, yeah, and, and society is built on physical force, and it may be somewhat uh, coded or veiled, but ultimately it's just like the dogs. You know, there's a hierarchy established, and and the shit flows downhill. And if you want to be on the top, you're going to have to take it. And it, it is based on physical force. The 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 niggers are some power is allowing the niggers to intimidate whites, and we here know what that power is, and we're not afraid to name it. And we know that naming is not the end of it. it naming is the start of it. Naming is, is essential. You cannot get anywhere without naming. The Jews are the ones running this whole system. They are running it for their own advantage, and they're putting the, the, the niggers above us and telling us to worship them. And, you know, the, the, the Jews are reserved for the high holidays. We worship their holocaust. That's our state religion. And the niggers are for everyday mass. We, we worship them in, in their sporting events. Well, oh, those niggers are so fast. They can jump so high. They're such great athletes. Oh, I love their rap and their hip-hop. Fuck them! They're shit culture. What kind of a you know what what, what kind of a president? Uh, what kind of a, a of a decent white man? That was a fucking joke. First of all, that guy was not a good basketball player. So yeah. Second of all, how, how are you going to be a doctor when you got an IQ of about thirty? I mean, I don't know. I don't recall. I've seen him interviewed a couple of times. He he don't strike me as someone who's going to be able to tackle organic chemistry. That, that Mutumbo. Mutumbo, tackle the organic chemistry man <laughs> i mean come on give me a break you know <laughs> i never heard of this guy and he was one big fucking monkey. He was a, yeah and, he was a center for a few years extremely skinny like a total of and I, I, you know, I, 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 I believe i just laughed at the idea that he was coming over here to, to study medicine good lord i mean who, how, who can be that dumb maybe at the lpn level or you know some lower uh, level yeah, nurse or something nurse, maybe but. Uh, I, I have some respect for nurses, but uh, surgery. Uh, you know, to, to be a medical doctor, good lord! I mean, let's hope not. And uh, you know, for our sake, you know, I said that story when I got sick. I, man, I was just praying I, a, a white doctor walked in that room. And uh, you know, when they yeah. said Doctor Schmidt was coming, I felt a lot better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you know, but the other thing, if if you if you saw that State of the Union address, uh, this is what we're talking about. Um, they had the other. The Bush trotted out another nigger, and he trotted out a. He trotted out a, uh, two niggers, 
and one of them, you know, did the typical nigger dance when he, when his name was called, and then he um, then he, he he brought out a white woman uh, who who got rich in a business, and mm. of course we know what what meme you know that furthers, and then he did bring out one white man, and this was a this was a soldier in Iraq that got shot in the chest, maybe once or twice in the chest, and and then recovered. He he had. Done something in, like uh, uh, jumped on a grenade or something like that, and of course, you know, uh, this idea of fighting in this war is just uh, utter senselessness. And then, of course, that this is you know, uh, this is how you know white men can show their the only way they can show their their manliness. Of course, sure. uh, w- one way is to become some hyper masculine homosexual, and of course, the other way is to go fight in Iraq. But uh, that's that's about the only way. Well, yeah, your white hardcore masculinity, white authority is only legitimate when it's fighting for Israel. And they, they encourage the dupes and the suckers. Yeah, go fight for Israel. Prove how tough you are. Are you going to take that? Look what those dirty Arabs did to the World Trade Center. We're all Americans. You know, the rest of the time New York spends laughing at the Heinz and flyover. But the minute, you know, their interests are attacked, false flag. <laughs> Though it be, uh, you know, we're encouraged to identify them, and all of a sudden the Jew-owned country music stations are running patriotard-flavored songs by, uh, good Lord, I saw one, I don't watch that shit anymore, uh, of Daryl Worley, who I used to kind of like, but he's not only done two or three patriotard go fight for Israel songs, he did one on, you know, I just came back from a war, is kind of his latest, and it's all about, now those people, it's a self-pitying tune about how those people in Iraq they just don't care anymore and it you know it reflects exactly the Bill O'Reilly line that they're just not good enough we go over there and fight and die you know for democracy in Iraq and they just don't care enough you know, well, you know that well, that's the that's that's the really audacious thing of Bush he's had several public statements recently uh, where he has 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 blamed the Iraqis yeah uh, for being the, insufficiently grateful yeah, and you got to understand this. This is what this is is essentially teenage self-pitying wine that has been elevated to, to to run our society, and and these overgrown kindergarten kindergartners uh, who can't see anything outside themselves, and you look at them and say, look, we've killed hundreds of thousands of them through sanctions and through bombs, and they don't care enough. They're not good enough for the freedom we're giving, this self-pitying, horrible wine. And at the top, behind, on the sides, manipulating all this is the goddamn Jew. It's, it's really evil, nasty stuff. And the devil's doing his work well through the Jew. Although I don't believe it's, that literally. To me, it's, it's unbelievable that, you know, someone could say something like that. And, there, you know, on yeah. one level, you know, I don't... I don't want to feel too much sympathy for these for the folks over in Iraq. I mean, they're not my primary concern, but you know, it's positively evil. They, you know, you know, like in in Lord of the Rings, you know, they had they had that that Sauron with that eye, and yeah. and I, I think that like that evil eye of the Jew. I, I've really become to see these people in in in, in some ways in in in, in almost uh, you know, uh, there, there's you know, you can look at them as an evolutionary predator or. You yeah. see them as a, you know, some sort of a, uh, demonic uh, way, and you know, there's something very demonic about these people, oh, and uh, you know, it's like they 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 focus their eye on these people over there, and they're and you know, they're just, and they un- make, uh, yeah, they make every settled situation that they come into, they make it worse, 
And like I've said before, all you have to do to figure out the Jewish agenda is look at any given situation and think what would turn, what would make this absolutely the worst situation possible, and that will be what the Jews are doing, right there. And they they will smear and lie about everybody. You know, Hart, Carter tells some facts about what the Jews are doing to the Palestinians, and David Horowitz starts writing that Carter, Carter is pro Holocaust and he's a genocide enabler. And there is nothing that Jews will not stoop to, and there is absolutely no way to deal with them except to simply get rid of them. And, and that's, that's bringing the gun to the gunfight. You look at Ilya Ehrenberg. I just got in my inbox. Ilya Ehrenberg was the Jew, commie, who was responsible for propaganda in the Soviet Union during the, the Second World War. And he was the one who said, you know, Germans are evil. They should all be killed. If you haven't killed a German a day, you haven't done your work. And this is the guy who fought up the Holocaust, a Jew commie. And that is the attitude that we need to take towards the Jews, and we are utterly justified in taking it. And in fact, nothing else will work in the slightest. It's the only attitude that will work. Hitler tried the, uh, you know, pass progressively stricter laws curtailing their activities. It didn't work. You have to physically get rid of the Jews. And that is, that is not an extremist position. That is the moderate position. You have to beat them back. You have to physically get rid of them, extirpate them, expunge them, and blot them out and get rid of them. If you want to live in a society run by white adults, and we do not live in that society at the moment. It's run by these uh, kids with uh, mental problems. Bush is a perfect example of it. You know, well, they're not good enough. We offered them democracy, and they weren't. This is just teenage garbage. And it dominates the airwaves and the, the, the blowhards. You can't take any criticism. And, and what we've done is, in our own pitiful, S- Semitic, uh, aping way, is, is get rid of the feedback loop so that we can never be wrong about anything. And no, anything anyone says to us, we immediately go, well, they're motivated by hate or jealousy or some other mental problem. It can never be that we've actually done something wrong that we ought to be embarrassed or ashamed about or you know, just simply correct. No, 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 the other guy's always evil and wrong. He's horrible. And this is the society that the Jews have, have manufactured through their agenda controlling the schools and the government and the media for decades now. We are the end result. What you see around you today is the end result. And if you don't like what you see around you, then you have to do something about the Jew because that is the cause of it. And it's only us, it's only us we, who have a solution to this problem. And, you know, uh, McDonald uh, had an article on VDARE again. I, I mentioned them a lot today, and, and it's not because I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of theirs, but they throw out some good information every once in a while. You know, he, he was saying, you know, this is what happens, uh, that uh, radical uh, forces rise up uh, to deal with Jews uh, when when uh, things have gone to the, the point that they have to the end in these times. Well, yes, they, they have, as I've said many times, why do I repeat myself endlessly? Because A, I'm right, and B, I've, I've already thought about the best way to put all this stuff. JFK said, you know, those who make peaceful change impossible make radical revolution inevitable. And I got a word or two transposed or, or substituted there, but that's the guts of it. You know, if you, and, and what do we have? We have a society where whites are not allowed to exist as a group as a positive group with interest, it's okay to talk about abolishing whites. We have our army 8,000 miles away killing innocent foreigners instead of defending the border here at home, which is left open to third-worlders who now number in the literally in the tens of millions and make up, you know, probably about a third of the population. All of this is against what the ordinary average white people who founded America wanted, 
They vote against it time after time. None of the things that they vote for are ever made into law, or, or <coughs> if they are, they're quickly rendered moot by the courts. I mean, you know, what's it going to take? What it's going to take is people understanding, yes, the Jews are running this society. They are running it for their own advantage. It is to our disadvantage. We are whites. We are a group. We want our own country, and we're going to have it. One way or another, we are going to have it, and there are going to be no Jews, and there are not going to be any colors in that country. We don't need them. And another thing we saw recently, uh, this was uh, Howard Fazell at uh, SecondAmendment.net, writing about a county in Georgia where the whites are getting itchy because they are tired of paying the majority of the taxes that go to subsidize the niggers in their county. I think it's Fulton County, Georgia. And I'm not an expert on Georgia. I think that's somewhere around Atlanta. But again and again and again, white people have no political interest in any connection whatsoever to blacks or Jews. They just use us. They eat us. And they mock us while they're eating us. And they kill us while they're eating us. And what do we get out of a connection to blacks? We have nothing to do with blacks. We don't want them around. We don't, it's the same thing with Jews. We get nothing from them. We don't want them around. They threaten us. They're hostile to us. So what we see in Fulton County is a movement at the county level to secede, and that's what we need at a national level. Utter political separation from Jews and from the creatures that Jews use to destroy us. Okay. They, they, they hived off. They're wanting to hive off the government and and to uh, establish their own... Uh, yeah, and, and what was it? The, the, the black guy said something about there'll be blood on the walls if this ever goes through. That means, you know, basically pol- politics is where organized blacks do legally what their the average hood rat does on the street. They just steal from white people. It's a little bit politer, but it's the same exact thing. They are stealing from you to to grow their own colonies, increase their political power, and you get nothing out of it and like it. You know. And it, when's it going to end? There's no natural ending point except the utter uh, ending of white people in the country. Yeah, that's you the see. thing. That's the whole thing. That that's that's where you know, as I said at the very top, this is the progression of events right now, and and this is the spiral that we're in, and this is the direction that we're headed. And it's, and, o- yeah, it's Jeff, only up to us to do. To, it's only up to you're us. You're right. And yeah. my, the point here is that it's all one way, and it gets worse over time, and it only goes one direction, and it has nothing to do with America. It's a racial, biological fact. It is one subspecies driving off another, with a third kind of leading the way. But but uh, <coughs> what what the point here is the media treats things as though they go back, oh, the Republicans are in power, now the Democrats are in power, or up, down, up, down. It's not like that. It's all one-way direction. Minorities grow in numbers, and they displace the whites, and they niggerize the culture, all with the approval of the Jew who is actually running things with his money and his media control and his, his mind manipulation through the schools, which follow his agenda. And... What, this is the problem that we, we try to explain to people and understand, and this is what we have to deal with. And the only solution really is complete white self-determination, and that white means non-Jew, no Jews. The people letting Jews into white nationalism are not white nationalism, not white nationalists themselves, even if they claim to be. You cannot be a white nationalist and a Jew. It's, you know, it's that simple. The Jew is the enemy of the white nationalist, and really the only enemy that he has. The uh, Free Talk Live right now is really great. We have this Friday uh, uh, edition going on, and it, it's like a running conversation, mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned something that 
cannot be emphasized enough, and that is this idea that uh, it's the conservative idea that the, the conservative has that somehow, you know, by tinkering around, uh, you know, perhaps getting rid of the loitering laws or something like this or affirmative action or something, that or, or, or controlling immigration or something, enforcing immigration laws or, or whatever it is that you know we're going to return to how do you put it like a, a, a bourgeois uh, uh, a stable yeah. a conservative society and and you know, like we had in the 1950s and 20s and so forth and it, this is not the path well, we're on. <laughs> Jeff, the problem is that that these guys are all there's nothing really wrong with conservatism, but it's it's kind of partial and it it. it it has the right attitude, uh, i.e., respect for reality and understanding why things are the way they are, rather than trying to, to, as the Jew does, destroy them first and ask questions later. But the problem is that it's it's limited and partial, and you have biological facts, and uh, <coughs> uh, no amount of re- religion or, or literary quotations can change biology. So real conservatism has to start with a biological base. I tell you, religion is not the way to understand things. If you want to understand things, you need to speculate with money so that when you lose, you know, you, you, you earn a valuable lesson. It's like being punched if you lose. If you go with religion, anything can be right. It's just like college where you write a paper and maybe a faggot leftist doesn't, write it, so doesn't like it, so he gives you a bad grade on it. And you go, what the fuck? I put a lot of effort in. I think I'm right. I think I proved it. There's got to be something solid, and what's solid at the bottom is ultimately biological reality. And we're seeing among humans the exact same thing that we see with other species of animals where the bad drives out the good. The crab gas comes, comes in your yard and pushes out the bluegrass. The weedy, scummy Mexicans come, in, come to the U.S. and push out the natives. Uh, whether whites or even even blacks, which they do by organized stuff, you have to. It, it's it's just basic gut level thinking that's solid and based on something. And these people, you know, you know, they they they're too it, because of the background of conservatism. It, it it's it's too much based in religion and uh, literature, and there's not enough biology. And in fact, there's a great suspicion of biology, but there really shouldn't be because. Solid biology is based in fact. All right, and what I meant about speculating is when you, when you you have to get away from stuff that's just oh this opinion or that opinion. And money is one way to do that. Say you're uh, like we have on the forum a couple guys talking about like gold or silver. If you're if you're betting on you know the price of this is going to go up or down, you either either you're going to make money at it or you're going to lose. But you're it's going to teach you how to think. And it's not vapid and airy and abstract the way all this all opinions are equal. No, it gives you a solid basis for knowing what you're actually doing, and that's the kind of basis that true conservatism would have. But the nature, I think, of the maybe the personality that's attracted to conservatism is such that they like to believe that. Uh, I'll I'll leave that part aside and just say that I think a lot of them have a like a sadomasochistic desire to lose. I think they get off on it. I think Sam Francis falls in that category, and I think that's why he abused himself and became obese. Well, Fleming, Fleming does. I, I think they have a sexual. Uh, I think they get some kind of sexual pleasure out of losing, and they think that winning is evil. I really do uh, believe uh, that. Uh, I'll I think say that this. comes from Christianity and, and I, I, from I'm, Jesus I, taking it. Oh, you know, beat me again. You know that that I won't fight back. Yeah. I am a martyr. 
poor me. Look at what they do. What they they I, that's what Christians identify with Jesus. That's part of the, the appeal of that thing is they really see themselves as martyrs before the world. I'm a little too good for this world. Look what it did. It nailed wonderful me up to the cross. They're fucking. They, they they're they're perverse and deviant in that way. They're they're basically weak. Well, and then they mix it in with this whole, and there's a lot of this even in white nationalism. They mix it in with this whole idea of being respectable, and 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 uh, it's just cowardice. Oh, and uh, I mean, you know that you know we you know the whole respectable thing, the respectability thing. I mean, we are we are talking about doing the most respectable act that anyone sure. can do, and that what is that act? That's doing away with the system that we have. And 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 that act alone, I mean, it's it becomes respectable when we win. Sure. Yeah, when it, we when we win, it, then we're like, respectable. That's exactly right. Respectability. Well, that that's defined as worshiping niggers and and never ever hinting that hey, these people are a lot more like monkeys than humans. Look at their crazy behavior. It belongs in a zoo, and not a petting zoo, a zoo with iron bars. That's Rather like a prison. Yeah, absolutely. Respectability uh, is, is conferred by going along with the tenets of the system. And these people, well, their, their attitude is, well, that's what you've got to do to get ahead. And, and you look, you know, Bill O'Reilly's on the winning team. He's making millions of dollars. He's, you know, he's getting his books published. And he's on TV every night. He's a winner. You don't like, yeah, you're a loser. You're a loser. You know, what do you know? You're a loser. Well, okay. Okay. Then you look at where the country is because people have agreed to that uh, devil's bargain. Look at where the country is, and it, it ain't going up and down. It's going in one direction, and that direction is Africa, or Mexico, or some other shithole. And so we are the deeply honorable and respectable ones because we are saying the truth, and we are not bound by. It. We can say absolutely whatever we want, and we're not going to get fired. We're not going to get this or that. So we are free to tell you the truth about what is actually going on in America. That's what Bill O'Reilly should be doing, but he doesn't have the character to do it. You know, so he, he's going he's gonna to give you wines and rants. And go fight for your country. And, and a lot of those people are fully well. Some of them are just dumb, but a lot of them are honest to God, straightforward appeasers. You know, you had Rush Limbaugh. I saw this, I think, in the forum at vnnforum.com, say something like, some of you people, you know, you just don't like war. You know, you're, you're, you know this, this damn double-barreled asshole blowhard who didn't go to Vietnam because he had an extra hole in his ass, these are now the people who are the biggest promoters of this war for Israel. They never tell you that they've all been flown over there and given the sob story about, oh, you tiny sliver of land, you know, oh, we need help. No, we, we're giving them, what, you know, $15 million a day or something? They, they, they don't tell you anything about this. They don't tell you how they avoided the Vietnam War. No, you're supposed to go kill and die for Israel. And this is what conservatism has been reduced to. It's, it's just, a, at this point in time, it's just a label. And that's because most people are not intellectuals. They can't see through what it's doing. But we, we uh, who have studied the genuine conservative intellectuals can. And I don't think there's anything in, in Edmund Burke that's inconsistent with biological fact. Burke, to me, the reason I like him, one reason, apart from his style, even though he was supposedly a very boring speaker, uh, is, is he paid very close attention to fact. And that's what I'm talking about, speculating with money. To get your mind sharp, if you speculate with money and you lose, you might, you might learn the real value of your opinion. You think, oh, I'm a fucking smart guy. I know what's going on. And then you try something where there's an actual pain or reward for being right. You will learn the true value of your opinion. Whereas if you go to church with the other pussies, all they're ever going to do is, is uh, 
tell you believe this and you're saved. And the little cunts are, oh, I'm saved. And, and, they, and they're in their dirty little hearts, they're thinking, I'm saved and my evil neighbor is going to go to hell. Because he's having a, such a good time of it in this world. He's just, they're, they're fucking little people. Little cowards are the people who are drawn to Christianity. And a, a hell of a lot of them see themselves as, as little mini Jesuses. And uh, <laughs> just the way a lot of white nationalists see themselves as Fuhrer Titos, you know, little uh, mini, mini uh, pizza roll Fuhrers. Alex? Dressing up in their polyester Nazi uniforms. How would you like to talk to uh, White Man for White Land for a minute? Oh, that's fine. You going to take a break or? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's have him on, and then uh, I'm hoping that our our guest will arrive. So let me let me bring him on, and uh, we'll, then we'll when we'll take a break. Let's see what he, has to, he says he has. <laughs> okay, a I'm going to have to. I'll talk to him for a while, then I got to get off. Okay, good. So uh, let, let let me let me bring him on and uh, and see what he has to say here. Okay. And then uh, then we'll take a break. And he, uh, Robert, ought to be here by then. Let me see if I can find. Yeah, here he is. Let me let me bring him on. Hello, uh, white man. Yeah, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. What's on, yeah. Your, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, not a whole lot. I was just listening to the feed, so I guess I'm about 60 seconds behind you guys. So um, I don't know what you guys are talking about at the moment, but I have a few interesting uh, uh, developments, I guess, here out of Detroit, <laughs> as always. <laughs> um, I guess TNB, but I think it goes a little bit further than that tonight in an uh, interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there's been a couple of instances here. I don't know if you guys have heard about, about it on the national news. I think it happened maybe two days ago. Um, a white woman here uh, killed two of her little white children, um, stabbed them. Uh, she obviously had a fucking mental breakdown or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not to apologize for these people at all. I mean, it's disgusting. But um, what she did... Uh, I, I just, just real quick, I just want to cover this because I got some homework to get to tonight, but I just wanted to get this on the air real quick. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very interesting, and it shows a definite media bias, it, which is a, a proven fact. I mean, anybody can do this for themselves, and, and they can see exactly what I'm talking about and see the proof of the fact that media covers white crimes. Um, I, I, I haven't even done the math on this, but it's over a hundred. It's over a hundred times the amount of news coverage on this story, uh, this white woman, than these other two uh, recent, very recent co- um, uh, crimes which these black black uh, people have uh, committed. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick on this white woman, um, she she killed two of her her ki- her, her her daughters. She killed two daughters. Um, she, I guess she was having monetary problems or something like that, and she, she, you know, she had a mental breakdown. But uh, a couple, a, a couple weeks before this, I, I blog on my blog, I, I posted a story of a, a black woman who killed, who, who was charged with killing her son and seriously injuring her little daughter. Um, I, I didn't see anything about this in the national news. I didn't see anything about. I, I saw maybe, maybe two or three stories in local news, and. Uh, I, I it, there was hardly anything anything about it. Now this happened two a couple weeks ago, so uh, I kind of I kind of let it sit and I didn't do a whole lot about it. Um, 
also back also back a couple weeks ago there was a little white foster child that was killed in a foster home in Detroit uh by a a black woman who was the foster mother uh she was charged with second degree child abuse uh sorry involuntary manslaughter and second degree child abuse in the death of um the boy and the boy's sister who also lived in the home she was charged with, uh, I believe, fourth-degree child abuse. She was not killed, but she was uh, hurt in some... I'm looking at the story right now. I can't uh, see here. So, yes, she sh- the judge uh, reduced the charge from second-degree to fourth-degree on the girl. But the boy was burned and beaten, and he died from his, his, uh, his wounds, okay? And this was a black woman in Detroit who was a foster parent of these little white kids. And she burned she burned a little white kid to death. Right. There's technically no evidence that she did it, but it happened while she while it was on her you watch. Know, the, yeah, on her watch and under her care. So the judge ordered that she still had to stand trial, even though there was no evidence. Technically, there was no evidence to prove that she did it, which yeah. I mean happens all the time. Uh, that's that's a common you know that's a common thing. Sure. You know, with a horrible crime like that happens, of course they're they're going to make you stand trial on something like that, especially when there's a young child under your watch. Okay, so here's two black women. the The first one was charged with killing her son, and and seriously injuring her daughter. Zero Google News results for her. Zero. There wasn't one mention of her name in any news source that I could find. That 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 pulled up on Google. I found it just by happenstance looking at uh, some some local news sites here, but not a single search result on Google News for the first woman I talked about. The second foster mother who killed had the white kid, and this is all over Detroit news. This little white kid, uh, this foster um, uh, mother who killed this little white kid. This is all over Detroit news, but I only found it. I only found five, four Google search results when I when I Googled her name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a total of four uh, Google News search results for the deaths of two children and the injury of of two other children, serious injury of two other children, and that's black uh, uh, suspects in the crimes. Okay, mm-hmm. I Googled. Uh, okay, so a couple of days ago, this white woman kills two of her kids. And I Googled her name today, and I got 247 Google News results on this white woman who killed her two kids. 247. So you do the math. What is that? That's over 100 times the amount. Were, were a lot of Not like only an AP story that was circulated to different papers? Like were a lot of people absolutely. It up? It's yes. It's it's national yeah. news now. National yeah. not national outlets are covering it. CBS New, national news is covering it. Uh, I mean, Google it for yourself. Anybody can do that. And, oh, and her, I know okay. what you're saying. Let, let me let me give me you one one other example before you go ahead. There, yeah, there go was ahead. A, a, a a white woman had a black boyfriend. She already had two kids, and she killed them both basically. So because they're getting in the way of her future with some nigger. And I just saw a follow up of that from a couple of years ago. There's another story that fits right in that you've never heard of that that never ever has been reported nationwide. I don't even have her name, but. Yeah, it's. it's the same I mean, kind of thing. yeah, it's just it's it's so blatantly obvious, and uh, I just wanted to get on real quick and just at least say it here. I put it in my blog, uh, DetroitsCrap.blogspot.com. All right, I'll link to that later tonight. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just just I mean, I've got it on the front page of my blog right now. I'm I'm I probably won't do 
any more blogging for the next couple of j- days just so I keep this stuff at the top. Just because it, I mean, if this type of thing doesn't piss yeah. you off, I don't know what does. I don't know. I don't know how how you can look at this type of thing and just ignore it and fucking turn on the Super Bowl and and watch these niggers dance around and have your people's name you know drug through the mud because the Jews who who control the the mass media in this country, the national news at least. Uh, you know, want want to cover and, white white crimes know, more have, than black crimes? And, and seen, I still haven't seen anything about those that couple in Tennessee that was murdered, gang raped, and murdered by those uh, niggers. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, they covered that Devlin for a week, a solid week. Oh, the only place I see stuff like that is on VNN forum, and yeah, uh, that's it. That's it. That's the only place. VNN forum, forum, your place and, for and news and information. A serious, a, a, a serious news, which makes a di- which, which which you should be pissed off about things which actually matter, and the and, and the gruesome at VNN Forum and other white nationalist blogs and websites, the gruesome details, like the Jews like to say, are fully covered in full gruesome detail because that's the type of thing that makes a difference. And I, and I you get the picture of the perpetrators, which they exactly they and names. feel in the local stories. Yeah. And, and, well, like like they like to do in Detroit here, they'll release you know four little mini stories. They won't release a name first. You know, mm-hmm. they'll they'll just say that it happened, right? And then Passive a, 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 voice couple, a, lot of a couple days later, they'll release a name. You know, of course, yeah. usually it's a, a it's a nigger name. And then you know maybe maybe a week later they'll have a little story with maybe a blurb of a picture. You know, in court or whatever. It's and that's exactly how they do it. There's no media, full-blown media coverage. There's no full-blown national media coverage on Fox News. It's just this, these little mini stories, and and it kind of just fades into. Point. Yeah, it fades into. I mean, they, I, it's I, not just that they don't cover certain stories nationwide. It's that when they do cover them even locally, they kind of disconnect the facts and decontextualize it so that. As I've said, you're always fighting the reporter for the real story, whereas Absolutely. you would think that the reporter's job is set the thing in context. Yet another innocent white killed by a useless nigger. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could have that in standing type, as they used to have. And that's that's the that's the truth of the matter. I mean, and that's uh, why they uh, go to your blog. And what's what's your blog's title to get this information? Uh, where do they Detro- find your DetroitIsCrap.blogspot.com, uh, VNN forum. I know it's linked on the uh, GoVNN.com. So, so if you're lo- from the Detroit area, you want to uh, uh, tune in and get the, this kind of information put in context. Absolutely. And my God, I mean, I mean you, you see how much of it is there is. That's about the blackest. That's Little Africa in the U.S. I mean, that's one of the blackest cities out there. Yeah, and uh, it's just getting. It's the, I, I. I really. I think it's getting even worse. In the past, I, I haven't seen. I, maybe it's just because I started blogging. I don't know, but it seems uh-huh. like there's just so much crime in Detroit. I, it, it must just be since I started blogging because it really hasn't gone down or up that much. The crime rate for for twenty or thirty years. Um, How do you but, collect stories for? Do you just check the Detroit papers, or do you Google like uh, you know crime in Detroit? Or yeah, I just I just bookmarked news? all the Detroit papers. You know, I've got my RSS feed, and then I also just go to the websites because sometimes the RSS feed isn't updated, and I go to the website and I see something that wasn't on the RSS feed, which is pretty mm-hmm. annoying. So generally, yeah. I just yeah, generally I just go to straight go to the websites. You know, I've got like six on my bookmarks. And I just go to them. And it's funny because if you're doing this in a metropolitan area, you'll you'll you really notice um, the difference between the different outlets in your local area. For example, like the Detroit Free Press here, which is a newspaper, is extremely liberal. 
and they don't want they they hardly ever cover these stories like um for example, just a couple of days ago, there was a woman who whose body was nearly cut in half. She was found on the ground below an apartment building. Uh, she was stabbed and drugged through the ground by a car or something like that. The free press didn't cover that, so the free press only covers things which, I mean, they can sanitize pretty easily, mm-hmm. and they can, you know, and it's they never they, ne- they barely ever post pictures. I mean, hardly ever do they post pictures or names. They they don't like doing that type of thing. But who, then, when who, I go to Fox... Now, yeah, go ahead. We've got Detroit Free Press. Is that the one paper there, or is there another one? No, there's one? another one called the Detroit News. So so you guys are actually unusual in having two major yeah. dailies. But yeah. Do you know who owns those papers? Uh, I I'm don't. If, are, I, I are don't. Are they part of a chain, or are they independent? I'm wondering if I, I, I believe the I believe the Free Press is... Is independent paper, and the Detroit, Detroit News, I believe, is part of uh, chain. I could be wrong about that. That's just what I I, I okay. believe. But, but I they could have be wrong the, about the that. same agenda that the other most papers do. Well, of course, yeah. It, it, like I said, the free press is one of those. I mean, it's just so blatantly liberal, and and just it's just so obvious if you visit their website for any period of time. Um, you know, I visit it daily now, but it's just so obvious. But they're, they're extremely liberal. Of course, all these websites I use are extremely liberal, so you do have to fight the reporter for the story. But it's funny because, the, the like, uh, for example, Fox, which is a mm-hmm. TV station, they also have a website. They're a lot better at uh, giving, giving mm-hmm. pictures and photos and video and names because they're more interested in ratings, I think, and, and they want people to watch their... Watch mm-hmm. their pro, you know, seven o'clock mm-hmm. news to see to see because because they they do give the facts and the gruesome details, and that's mm-hmm. what people want to see, and they know that, and they re- and they're obviously reaping the profits from it because they continue doing it, and just mm-hmm. like we, you, just like you always say, Alex, you know, these aren't stories that are too gruesome for the public to hear. That's what the that's what the public likes. That's what gets ratings. <laughs> that's what gets people yeah. watching. That's what gets advertisers. It's not that they don't want to play. It's that they're. Uh, yeah. The Jews, the Jews don't want it, want it to be played. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm they, sure they'd love to play it. I'm sure, they, I'm sure you know. It's funny. I'm sure these local, uh, I'm sure these local whoever runs the paper. I don't know what their title, official title would be, but I'm sure they'd love to run these stories. You know, half of them, but they just can't because their jobs would be in jeopardy, and you know, mm-hmm. it would increase the readership of their paper, increase the uh, viewership of their TV station, but they. You know, they just can't do it. Yeah, I've seen it, some of that in the Kansas City. They typically will show some little house, and you know, some nigger was shot, and they'll show a, a headshot. They don't really have great graphics usually. No, they uh, generally don't. But like I said, you'll you'll if you if you ever do, if you live in a metropolitan area and you have you have a plethora of media outlets like I do, you'll notice a big difference between certain ones. TV stations seem to be better better than that. At the news than the newspapers because uh, they're more interested in ratings and and newspapers mm-hmm. are going down the drain anyway thanks to the internet and yeah, screw uh, them yeah <laughs> I love not yeah, buying done. papers they're and knowing done. that the Jew has a couple fewer quarters in his pocket I love determining what I can read versus having to wade through a bunch of bullshit about celebrities and I mean I open oh, a newspaper yeah. and it's like I want to read what, maybe two stories out of the newspaper. I want to open up to two pages, maybe. Who at cares the about actors and actresses? That's and what sports. Just a flying about that stuff. You know, we don't oh, have the, Christ, we don't yeah. have the Dearborn Independent anymore. Uh, no, we don't. Hey, yeah, I got I got one of the uh, copies of the original. Last time I was in Salt Lake for like ten bucks, like a cloth bound. Uh, it was I guess a compilation of articles, and I think they had about six of them. They put out pretty pretty cool stuff though. 
Absolutely, yeah. That's how the... That was, well, if, if anybody doesn't know, I'm sure you guys do, but that was the beginning of... Important that was based, say, yeah. The Eternal Jew was the... Uh, well, that, that was a, Henry Ford's... The world's foremost problem. Right, and that yeah, was... Henry Ford the, had his researchers put out the information in the Dearborn Independent newspaper yeah, that he right. owned, and then it was collected in a series of books. Right, yep. All right, so that's... Look, uh, Those books aren't particularly easy to find, although you can buy them uh, on the Internet. If you look for them in bookstores, you won't find them that easily. Well, on that note, uh, uh, White Man and, and Alex, I'm going to play a song here, and, and I'm going to let you go for a little bit because I want to spend a time with my special guest here at the top of the yeah, hour. Excellent, excellent. Not a problem. And, uh, and we'll, Thanks for having me on. I just want to spend a little bit of time with him, talking with him about a, a few particular subjects. But again, the Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live, and you can send a chat message if you'd like to, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to. But of course, you can also come on the show. But we'll be spending a few minutes with him. And uh, well, anyway, let's. let's okay. Want to thank you all for coming on. Yeah. One one more plug the the, the website. From the guy you've heard speaking, white man. All right, I'll plug it one more time. It's DetroitIsCrap.blogspot.com. You want to know the truth about Detroit, or a which is remarkably, <laughs> remarkably similar to a TNG in the city near you. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, Jeff. We'll look forward to hearing uh, the next guest. Yeah, um, and, and we're we're glad to have you on, white man. Thank you. Take care. You too. All okay, right, let's play, play a short song. We'll have Robert coming in. Deserve a fitting for a king I'm waiting for the time when I could give the Arizona Cause my money is spent For the goddamn ring Neither party is mine That's a jackass or an elephant Twenty thousand Nicky Nicky brothers in the corner Of the cell block But they come from California Population is none In the desert is sun With a gun cracker running things under his thumb Staring hard at the postcards Isn't it odd and unique Seeing your people smile while in the heat 120 degrees when the whole state's racist Why want a holiday, damn it, cause I wanna So if I celebrate it, standing on the corner I ain't drinking no 40, drinking time with a nine Till we get some land, call me the trigger man Looking for the governor, huh, he ain't loving you hot But hear the trouble, yeah, he's rubbing you wrong Get the point and come along, he can get to the joint I urinated on the state while I was picking this song Yeah, you appear to be fair, the sucker over Try to keep it yesteryear, the good old days The same old ways that kept us dying And yes, you, me, myself, and I indeed What he need is a nosebleed Be between the lines And then you see the lie Politically planned and understand That's all she wrote When we see the real side To hide behind a vote And they can't understand why he the man Of singing by the king They don't like it when I decide to mic it Wait! I'm waiting for the date for the man who demands respect because he was great. Come on, I'm on a one mission to get a politician to honor or he's a corner by the time I get to Arizona. Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right. <laughs> 